Welcome to JV Reads the Tea. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week, I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six-card reading. And, of course, we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. Alrighty, welcome back, witches and bitches. Ha ha. Um, the That's shock a jock energy. Powerful is so intro. <laughs> it's the shock jock energy. I just really like it. It's very, very funny. Um, it's either very shock jock or very drag queen. It is one or the other, and I don't have a good. I think there is an interesting that. duality there. I think that there is. They're not dissimilar. <laughs> yeah, no, they're really not. Um, they're really honestly you almost know, the same. I um, think that you have maybe um, maybe flipped over a card here you were never supposed to see. I think maybe you've unlocked a truth of the universe that the people were not ready to know. Um, I don't know if you can ever put that back. All shock jocks are drag queens. Pandora's box has been know. opened. Uh, where do we go I'm from all, here? I'm already dying and I haven't even introduced us. Uh, the people don't need so, to know who I am to know I'm hysterical. Right. <laughs> so, uh, lovely listeners, um, <laughs> lovely listeners, we are joined today by Alex Flanagan, one of my favorite people on the planet, Aww. which is why this is so exciting for me. <laughs> um, exciting for I, me. I'm the one who's about to have my like entire insides spilled out in the playing card deck. I on the wild off chance that people don't know who you are. <laughs> I think it's more likely than you think. I I I don't know. This show at the time of recording, this show hasn't even been released yet. So I mean <laughs> the likeliness that there will be a lot of crossover in listenership <laughs> is very high, I think. Um, well, okay, that's fair. Yeah, what what episode number is this? Uh this will be, I think, six. I well, you think. never know. You might go viral in the first five, and then this might be my big break. <laughs> if I go viral in the first five episodes of this, I don't know how I will feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like, just say there may not be an episode seven. It will be one of those, like, there. it will be one of those, like, I don't know, out of all the things I've ever done for this to be the thing that goes viral is the thing that I'm like, what? It's always why? the one you least expect, though. <laughs> but um so i i i believe i first came across um you and your work specifically um with the cryptid keeper but i i truly don't remember how that happened <laughs> it's because we went viral after six episodes baby well, um, I'm, <laughs> not quite I think, but i think it was i think it was that at a certain point i started looking up um people that had done episodes on mermaids and i think you guys had just done ah, one cool and yeah and i recognized one of the names because at the time i um well at the time i listened to no sleep at the time um, <laughs> and, um and i don't know i recognized a name was like oh yeah sh yay sure why yeah, not yeah and i've and I've been a fan ever since, and I listen. The well, Addison well. to Cryptid Keeper pipeline was pretty strong for a long time. No, uh, for for quite a while, it. the only way I think people really found Cryptid Keeper 
uh, was either they followed Addison there or um, we really lucked out very early on because uh, James D'Amato found the show when we were still like in our infancy and just fell in love with it. And so like his audience uh, really mm-hmm. latched onto it in a way that like we would never have found <laughs> the, the level of success that we had is largely dependent on the fact that like some 10,000 people who otherwise never would have gotten their eyes on it were exposed to it through the work of one Mr. James D'Amato. And um, that was just like fortuitous. Honestly, it might've also been that to be honest. Like, it could have <laughs> also been that. Like I've been, um, I've been I, writing I started... James and Addison's coattails for three years now, so you cannot <laughs> hurt me with this information. Well, it's it's one of those like I I remember I followed uh, one shot specifically because of um um I was playing D and D and someone mentioned it like uh-huh. it was my first my first ever game of D and D and I mentioned that I enjoyed podcasts and they uh, shouted out one shot and I wow so you had the only good D and D experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i okay i will say it was you always, that one person that had a good always, experience i've always had good experiences with D, with the exception yeah, of sure. one time that i know um dane my co-host for wannabe film bus will not be super upset that i mentioned this there was one time in a game that he might have killed my pet dragon and i got very upset oh, unforgivable. <laughs> like, um, like we all we didn't talk for like two weeks oh no <laughs> That's so He's funny. He's like my best friend. So I was like, I'm really mad and I just can't get over this. Oh my gosh. So we talked about it. It was fine. That's but like, I mean, I've had some good D&D experiences. I, I, you know, I started mm-hmm. tabletop gaming with D&D. Um, I talk a lot of shit about D&D. Yeah. And it's, it's justified. I, I firmly believe all the shit I talk about D&D. It's a bad game. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I was young and foolish and didn't know any better. And I thought it was the only tabletop game. Mm. Yeah, it was the one I started with mainly because I, um, I'd been invited. Well, I hadn't been. I actually expressly had not been invited to <laughs> play it when I was in high school, and it made me very sad because I uh-huh. knew there were friends that were playing it, and I was always like, "But I want to, I want to do that. I want, I want to have fun too." And and they're like, "Um, you're not quite nerdy enough for us." And I was like, "I am." <laughs> nerdier than all of you what the fuck are y'all talking about <laughs> anyway sorry that's getting deeply personal about that but like that was um that was that and then i started getting into theater things and then all of mm-hmm. like several of my theater friends were like well we are starting this thing um dane included who i met by a theater um and uh dane had a game and he was he was running it and he invited me over and i enjoyed it immensely i think the the true reason that i enjoy the game as much as i do is because i've only ever played it with queer people well and i think (laughs) and and i you know i could Mm. and have gone on long diatribes about this pretty much anybody who enjoys DD is not actually playing DD right and by that i mean um i i mean i love and support it i think the only good way to play DD is wrong but um mm-hmm. <laughs> just like you know even when i was playing DD, i wasn't really playing DD. you know we weren't using any of the travel rules we weren't using any of like the money rules we weren't using any of the mm-hmm. and, like the game itself is built on an unfathomable number of rules and pretty much nobody is actually using them so it means oh, yeah. that like when you're oh, playing and, and that's the problem is that and i'll be done off my soapbox in a second but when people <laughs> think they have very fond experiences with DD, what they actually have fond experiences of is sitting down and playing a game with their friends DD has yeah. nothing to do with it it just is like circumstantially the thing that happens to be on the table 
but there are so many other games that can do the thing you want to do better. Like there are games that facilitate found family better than D and D does. There are games that facilitate like dungeon diving better than D and D does. D and D is just has become such a ubiquitous and generic term. Like when people say they want to coke, they don't really want to coke necessarily. They want like some sort of soda beverage, and they don't always care what it is. Some people are very particular about it, but those people like I don't know. They're the, the bottom line is. Most of the people who think that D&D is a great game are playing it in a way that would actually be better served by a different system. Most likely. Yeah. And I like I've thought of numerous times about like the different kinds of games I would love to play with my particular group. But Mm -hmm. um, I think at the current moment, the main reason that we don't is not even pandemic reason, because like we've all hung out in the time that this has like Mm -hmm. in that this has all been happening. Um, I fortunately um am a, like am required to get tested every single week uh-huh. um, like wow. for my job which is it's a lot but like i work at a college so i mean it's just gonna have to happen if we want to stay open like i mean yeah there's for sure no, yeah it's the responsible I, thing to do exactly and i don't mind i don't mind doing it it's it's fine and also it's not actually it, for me it wasn't nearly as invasive as like it could have been mm-hmm. um uh, it like it's the the sort of shallow um, in the shallow portion of the nose and not like basically poking your brain test. Um, <laughs> which, like, oh god, um, yeah. But because of that and like our level of precaution and the fact that I made everyone masks in the first week, like of like the pandemic in the first place, like I knew we were all safe and fine and mm-hmm. good. So. Um, we've hung out like a few times over the course of the summer and like we're we've been because we were also even then safe about it like it's it's okay so in theory we could probably do a game day of some kind Mm -hmm. but also i don't know things have been wild so it just (laughs) hasn't happened um bear it is what it is um but yeah though i suppose speaking of games um the some of the other uh projects that well shit i haven't even mentioned. oh i'm sorry we were talking about me at some point and then i completely derailed that (laughs) it's fine Uh, um but uh so we mentioned yeah the cryptid keeper we mentioned first um which has recently ended uh, as of the recording. I suppose by the time this airs, it'll have been about like a month and a half or something. <laughs> still, like. still pretty so, fresh. Yeah, still pretty, pretty, still pretty raw and tender that wound. Um, but it's fine and makes sense uh, as we discussed off air earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, my other absolute favorite thing on the planet that I adore <laughs> so very much for all of the reasons not the least of which is that i'm technically also on part of it um it's a a horror borealis which is um an actual play like we were um like we like well not like we were previously discussing but in in that we were just discussing (laughs) gaming whatever it makes sense y'all followed me on that trajectory it is a there's gameplay there are games being played presumably I think some of our some of our detractors would probably disagree with you. <laughs> there is a story being told collaboratively between a bunch is. of people who are having fun. That sounds like a game to me. Yeah. Um, 
yeah i oh god the story the story is just incredible and the amount of lore that has been built up is incredible um i think my favorite episode still because i've listened to it three times and still i was talking i was telling somebody this the other day but like i have re-listened to it and each time i feel like i'm stoned was it the unraveling yeah that's a lot (laughs) and Oh, God. Because I also remember when we were um, recording for Horror Rail 76 and you sort of offhandedly mentioned that there was suddenly a tyrant. Oh, yeah. And like, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear that. And so oh, gosh. I've been it so many times because I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And the experience of recording that episode was <laughs> wow. Um, Oh, like, man. <laughs> we joke about it on air, but I do straight up feel like all of us were to some degree dissociating while that was happening. We were all just sitting oh, there and like, probably. and thankfully, you know, some of it got trimmed out, not to blow up anybody's spot, but Addison was sitting there for like a solid several <laughs> minutes just being like, what is happening? Where I- am I? <laughs> Honestly, I remember that very specifically because I also was like, girl, same. I said that out loud. Like the first time I was like, girl, I don't know. Th- yeah, I like- think there there literally is an audio clip of Addison just going, where am I? Because she just could not handle it any longer. Nothing made sense. The bounds of reality were dissolving around us. Um, yeah. Oh, it's man. Great. It, it was such a... Amazing, like it's such an amazing. I said it was like it, it, no, that <laughs> one is still happening. Um, <laughs> that one's still happening. Like we like that lovely thread. Um, that we had. <laughs> Things that still need to be accomplished in in HB seventy six. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, very important plot points that do have to be reached. I'm gonna dangle them in front of you forever, so you keep playing with me. That's my right as the GM. I would forever play anyway. Like, Aww. I just really enjoy it so much. It's, it has quickly become my favorite game. Like, <laughs> genuinely, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know. You've made a lot of great things, including, oh, also including the, uh, the little uh, audio fiction moment, uh, the the audio drama moment for um, Horror Royale as well that I really enjoyed, um, that I know everybody listening will also super enjoy. All of these will be linked in the show notes. Like I don't know why I'm <laughs> like saying, like I'm I'm going on and on about how awesome they are and hoping that people check them out. They are all linked in the show notes. It is all there. I promise you guys, it will be. Um, <laughs> it's not that hard to find something that I've done. Yeah, please go and look at it because oh my god everything is amazing amazing that's so amazing. kind thank you that really brings me a lot of joy yes i think this is actually our first one-on-one conversation which also feels kind of wild it might be. that's that is kind of wild <laughs> right? i'm thinking about it now and i'm like is it yeah it's <laughs> so funny it is very funny to oh my god i've already been laughing for like a lot <laughs> Um, oh man this is this is super great and i'm so happy to have you here um for this lovely reading on this day in 2020 i don't know why that that went on for as long as it did just now but anyway (laughs) we uh so as i explained for all of the listeners um the way that this uh 
this reading's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of order that we're going to do the cards in is past, present, problem, solution, and future. Cool. Okay. And then, yes. And then for the sort of magical additional card, the uh, the sixth card, um, we will that that's from a different uh, from a different deck and um, from the a sort of I call them accompanying decks, but I mean I don't know that that. I'll leave that up to the person who made these to determine if it's an accompanying <laughs> deck or Is it an or oracle not. deck or is it just another tarot deck? It's um the Wild Unknown Animal Spirits. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of an oracle deck. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is what it is. Um, I, yeah, it feels... it They feel very similar, just generally, uh-huh. um, mainly because the illustration and the backs of the cards are almost exactly the same. For sure. Um with mark with like sort of noted difference in the color on the back of the um animal spirit ones is a white and silver combo um yeah very this deck is so pretty i love a deck that's fun to look at (laughs) right also the links to get this deck if you want it are in the show notes which i'm saying for one because i hope people do get it because it is wonderful but also also because you're hoping for a brand sponsorship I mean, <laughs> I, more or less, I just don't want her to sue me on accident. Um, or not on accident. It would Can be you intentional. <laughs> <laughs> what accidentally sued five people? Oh God! Um, but like more because I do want to give credit to um to uh, the artist for making such an amazing deck for and sure. um, putting as much you know work into it um as possible. And I mean, hopefully. Hopefully she's still receiving kickbacks from it. Like I would imagine that would be happening, but I don't know. Publishing is weird. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, as it's an Oracle deck, um, but there's an animal card that will be pulled slash already pulled because I've already done it. And it's right here. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's just sort of the, the spirit to embody going forward. Um, like into the future for sure yeah yes so that is the setup and let's dive in with this first card which listeners from last week will recognize as being the first card from last week which made me question whether or not i shuffled correctly but um i did i shuffle very thoroughly it is a very it's a very thorough process i'm very thorough with my shuffling um but the intro card here is the daughter of wands um which um i don't fully know what that sort of translates to in other um like in other decks i haven't quite figured that out um oh okay so i actually can't answer this um oh yeah so it would be the page of wands in other decks okay so typically the suit goes uh page knight queen king in that deck it goes daughter son uh what is it mother father i think yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the daughter correlates to the page. Gotcha. Okay. That makes that makes I guess some sense. I don't know. That's, um, <laughs> it's well, some I, patriarchal I, I, bullshit, but it's a good deck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I was going to say I like this better in that it is less hierarchical. Uh-huh. Um and each of them does sort of feel like it has an equality and duality to it. Um, also, side note: As I'm going through this, I am going to DM you the uh, yeah, just got it. I love it. <laughs> the images, just so you have them and can see them. Uh, but visionary and uh, sorry, visionary and passionate um, is in the past card. This is um, what I what I sort of came to is that this is uh, 
the sort of a, a very creative energy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, uh, I don't know, in this, uh, what what is this particular set of like this, uh, the um, page, knight, queen, king um, section called specifically? Like of each section, it's like, I call it the royal section. It just sort of makes sense to me with oh, the original. Yeah, um, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a, a name for it, but I, I guess so. Like, the the royalty of the minor arcana. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know. It just seems to make sense yeah. to me. Like the 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 people cards also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Um, the people cards. That makes that works for me. Yeah. So like this. Um. To me, always seems like the. Uh, the creative energy and also the havoc. Oh, actually, hang on. Something just stood out to me here. Mm-hmm. This card can represent, um, I will remove gender from these things <laughs> just sort of specifically for reasons. Um, yeah, sure. This card can also represent a person going through a transformation or spiritual breakthrough, which I don't know if that fits, but something about that is calling out to me. How does that? <laughs> for you no it feels good i mean i think that like one of the cool things about tarot at least from my perspective is um you know i like i mentioned off mic uh i do have some experience with reading tarot i've done it before and for a, a brief period in my life um a couple of years ago I, I was somewhat regularly you know meeting up with a group of people who were doing it and it was really nice it was like very fulfilling to just have this group of like people who would come together and just like sort of share this introspective process and this vulnerability for me personally tarot is um i don't want to say it's not magical i think it is it's like a very magical act but i think that the the magic of tarot cards is one that doesn't necessarily even require you to believe in them because i think what it really is is it's it's a focal point for introspection and so you know by sort of placing the responsibility for that work in something that is at a little bit of a distance from yourself like whether it's a a card or some other form of divination you sort of can trick your brain into thinking that uh, something other than you is giving you a sign. But the reality is that, you know, you're the one ascribing value to these things. It's like when somebody goes to tell your fortune and there's like, oh, I'm getting a uh, J and you're like, oh, Jonathan. And, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that felt very specific, but also. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally the first thing I thought of. Um, but I-, I think that there's something cool that like the things that you see in the cards actually tell you more about yourself than the cards do. You know what I mean? Like the projections that you make. So yeah. Anyway, all of that circling back around to say that one of the things I think is coolest about uh, a tarot deck, specifically (laughs) when you get to these people cards is that uh, in my experience, I personally, and also um, a lot of other people I've read with tend to associate the people cards with like actual real people. Um, I think there's, that's a very easy connection to make. And so, you know, for me, when I'm looking at my past and it's like, oh, this creative daughter card, I'm like, yeah, that, that feels very personal to me. You know, I'm going to project things about my childhood onto that because mm-hmm. that feels relevant. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, in the in, for the entirety of the time that I have known you, you have been a very creative human being. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's simply a thing that I know to be true. Um, so I I could easily see that, and that does make sense. And normally I do state um, when I start to see these that, which also side note, there are three um, sort of people cards um, mm. in this. Um, Fun. And that I yeah. That, so 
I'm really curious before we get started. Is the um I guess it would be the the son of swords card in your deck. Is that anywhere in the spread? It is not. Okay. I was just curious. There's actually no swords in this one. That I don't know why that's surprising to me. (laughs) Can I tell you something? Yes. So when I was like regularly reading tarot, um, I acquired the nickname of Swordsy, which is a stupid nickname, (laughs) but I did love it very much because every single freaking reading anybody ever did for me, the swords like called me the heck out. That's like kind of my suit. So it's interesting that there aren't any in there. I'm really curious to hear like where we go or maybe, you know, maybe I have a person who just changed that much in the, in the past few years, which wouldn't surprise me. Maybe it might have a bit to do with, um, well, okay. So hold on. Sorry. I am looking at the deck (laughs) and also not like speaking directly into the microphone. Uh, sorry. Um, as I'm looking at them, it's the sort of, because the swords sort of represent air, but also represent like conflict. Mm Um, and like, they can be constructive, but also destructive, and they just feel very generally active. Uh-huh. Like, they're they're very active cards. I don't know if that might be one of the sort of reasons that that's not, um, that that's not coming up at the moment, not due to, like, like, that the sort of outward action isn't the sort of focus at no, the I moment. I get that. No, that makes sense yeah. to me. You know, and I think, yeah. like, in general right now, you know, Obviously, the world is in a period of conflict, but it's also in a period, I think, for a lot of people, the work that you are doing has to be a lot more internal than that. Oh, yeah. Like, the card that has popped up in, like, the last few readings that has been, like, the sword card has been, the subtitle of the card is literally, (laughs) is literally Ruin, Rock Bottom, and Melodrama. Cute! And every time it's popped up, it's been in either the present or the problem section, which I'm like, pandemic card. Yeah. (laughs) This is the card that says pandemic. That's That's what this one is. It's very wild to me. But the number of times it's come up and how it's been specifically centered around people who are having um, either a lot of realizations about themselves during the pandemic or specifically there's... um, the the pandemic has been a time where they've either where things have gone incredibly poorly or they've mm-hmm. just been an incredibly um I don't know. I find that a lot of people during this time have been very introspective. It's um, very transformative. Generally. Yeah, I know a lot of yeah. people who have like come to um a, a lot of times some very jarring realizations about themselves because it's something that, you know, I feel it's like you have to put a certain number of hours of introspection in, you know, before you unlock certain realizations about yourself. And like, whereas normally, whereas normally maybe that would take like a few years to like stockpile those hours to, to build them Mm. up as it were. Like when you're home 24 seven, you know, you might be able to speed run that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like the number of, the number of non-binary people and trans people has tripled. It's a lot, right? Like in the past three months, because people have time to be like with themselves and to Mm -hmm. experiment with like presentation in a, a space that's, separate from a lot of other things that are going on so it's fascinating yeah but anyway exactly. I, I don't have that card so no but it's, no but it's still like no but well here's the thing the next card um is well i'm i'm gonna send you the image okay because you're gonna you're gonna recognize it you know what this one is you know what this one means um i know you do because it's <laughs> the one that like it's the one that when people get it 
people often have pretty intense feelings and reactions when this pops is up. Is it the tower? That is exactly what the card oh, is. Oh, yes. nice. Let me see. Yeah, like, Pictures haven't oh, come no. through yet. Everybody, everybody yeah, no, feels very yet. strongly about the tower. I actually love the tower. Can I tell you? I think it's mm-hmm. one of the best cards to get. That makes sense. It's, people freak um, out about the tower. I think it's... Oh, I forgot how cool it is on this deck. It's so right? neat. So yeah, mm-hmm. the tower is like one of those cards that everybody freaks the heck out about. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've I've been through so many tower moments in my life that I think... The idea of something collapsing is Mm -hmm. upsetting, obviously, but the idea of something that was inherently prone to collapse continuing to stand, I think, is a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um, for me, sudden upheaval, um, it's just is like, it's not even that I don't like change um, and Mm -hmm. that I like thrive on routine necessarily because i really i personally don't thrive on routine it actually (laughs) activates the depressed the depressed part in me very very strongly um that sense of like excitement and um like transition and things is nice but also when i get to be in control of how those things are happening um so i suppose sudden upheaval is fine generally if you are able a little bit to know like to engage with it and it's not necessarily fully taking you by surprise for sure but i always find this one for me is taking me by surprise which well, is it's interesting prepared. too i think that's one that can also vary from deck to deck so like in your deck and i'll show mm-hmm. you where it's at in mine too because it's um the imagery in these two decks is kind of similar but in other decks i've seen it differently so in in mm-hmm. your deck the tower is represented by like this tree that's being struck by lightning yeah which I think is kind of more inherently tragic than a lot of other interpretations of the tower, because in this, it's like, you know, this beautiful thing that is like grown so strong and, and and lived for such a long time being just suddenly taken out by a natural disaster, like maybe well before it was supposed to come down. Um, Mm. Whereas in like a drawing of the tower that is more like, this is a structure that is collapsing from some, you know, natural force or, or, some like siege from outside armies or whatever like that implies to me something more like this was bound to happen whereas right your yeah. tower card feels more to me like oh this was a complete shock it came out of nowhere but also in some ways like this is still a natural thing in mm-hmm. the in the fact of like this is a um because this because this deck uses the uses nature imagery a lot it's one of those things where like yeah when things eventually get to be tall sometimes they are struck down because yeah ooh, that one is very pretty this is my tower um, card yeah that is gorgeous Ooh, yes and again the lightning imagery is also still yeah there. so mine has a lightning too which is really cool i'm going to show you my, my yeah. page of wands card too it's kind of cute um it doesn't really mm. tell me a lot but it's cute <laughs> <laughs> i love this um for the uh, also just generally for the listeners so they uh, feel good about this um there is oh that one is cute I know, oh i like right? it um, <laughs> lisa there... frank dragon princess i love it oh that is lovely um the uh the images from well from at the very least from the re- from the cards i have the images there will be um literally the episode art like that's what's yeah, that's what's good. what'll be up is the episode art, so you so you'll be able to see that. Um, I'll try to be good about getting them on the website, but I'm not fully sure how I do that yet. Um, for reasons, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but, 
it's not like I have been doing tech for most of my life and can figure these things out, but also <laughs> for some reason I can't figure this out right now. It's fine. There's a lot um, going on. You're a busy person. Right. Yeah. So like, but yeah, this thing that's been, well, this literally in this uh, thing, it says the well-rooted tree that's been growing strong for decades <laughs> is crashing nice. down around you. Well, that does sound a little bit upsetting. So I get why people would not like the tower guard. Yeah, like it's um, like, yeah, actually this, uh, the the moment for me where this came up, like where the tower card came up mm-hmm. for me personally in a reading that I did was back in October. Uh-huh. Um, back in October when for personal reasons that we won't get into, I had a very shitty time. Um, but like it was that just October? That... <laughs> this like this calendar year has been unreal. Oh yeah. oh yeah, October was rough for honestly not just for a lot of people, but like it was like it's it was truly for me one of the worst things that I've ever experienced mm. was like early in early October. Um, so that like I got the card like a little bit before that. Um, and it was, <laughs> who it was uh it was not wrong um it was not wrong and i think the thing that was so difficult to deal with was the the suddenness of it and the unexpectedness of it um to that to that end though i think one of the things that is when you see this um when this happens the sort of hopeful thing that comes up with it is that um when things are torn down, it gives us an opportunity to rebuild and rebuild stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, a sort of innate resilience that we have in ourselves as human beings um, is activated and must come out, must For sure. I think um, there's also kind of an interesting thing too, where like, and this is me speaking partially as, you know, this is my present card. This is the tower and mm-hmm. everything is like wild. And I know that me personally, like I right now have, some changes you know i mean we we sort of alluded to very recently that like i've engineered in my own life very recently where you know long-term creative projects uh have wrapped up maybe more unexpectedly than you Mm -hmm. would think or uh you know other changes like that and i i think there's an interesting thing there where sometimes you know you're afraid to admit to yourself that like you don't actually like that big tower anymore (laughs) but like or that huge (laughs) tree in your backyard you're like i wish that thing would just come down like i'm never gonna cut it down but if it came down i'd be grateful for it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it's like there's there's kind of this sense of relief that comes with not having to be the one to make that decision you know to pull down a tower is like really daunting but if the tower gets struck by lightning and it comes down like, yeah, it's a terrible thing. And there's like a lot of cleanup that you have to do. But there might even be this sense of relief of like, oh, thank God, I didn't have to be the one to do it. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so. To, oh, God. So if I'm using the sort of like specifically the October thing that happened to me as like a bit of an analogy right before that, I was also thinking the writing that I've done for this last season, I don't like. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a fan of this and I'm not a fan of it for um, the basic reason of like, I forced myself to add things that the story didn't say that it had Mm -hmm. that when I was like getting the story down, the story was not communicating to me that these are the people who are at the center of it. So I forced types of people in, um, in a role of like sort of, I, this is a 
this is going to sound problematic, but like forcing diversity where it didn't need to necessarily be. Um, not because I, I don't think they have a place in the story, but because I didn't do a good enough job at like really being able to build those people in, in a, mm -hmm. in a way that made sense for the story and for them. So I just wound up adding a bunch of things that didn't really make sense. So the writing wasn't that great, but then I'm also sitting here. Like I also can't just end this on my own. Right. And then, well, <laughs> tower came down buddy <laughs> and then everything ended very swiftly um and but then i also got to look at it and be like but see right there that was the end of the show that worked mm -hmm. it was also funny you're one of the last like people that is presented on the end of the show that i think <laughs> you're welcome made it <laughs> yeah honestly uh well done on that too that still uh, oh i've listened back to that a few times <laughs> that part just makes me laugh so much and is also like oof yeah no this makes sense i see it uh, i'll just the general nature of like resurrection is fine but we have a structure for this <laughs> that was generally genuinely such a fun role i really had a blast with it um and i was so glad that you invited me to do it it was um I had totally actually forgotten until very recently that that episode aired and that it became the finale. I um, like, I, I knew I'd, I'd recorded for it and we'd talked about like that character showing up again later. And so I just completely didn't remember if what I had mm -hmm. recorded, like made it before the, the season three deadline or not. I, I know I'd listened to it. I just completely forgot. Like in my brain, I didn't remember. Um, and I was talking to yeah. somebody recently uh my friend Amr who had been going back and listening to the show and really loved it and was like talking about what a great finale it was and I was like yeah, finale <laughs> <laughs> yeah Amr was talking to me too about the um as um as Amr was finishing up the the thing and I just I really <laughs> I always love it when people message me and they're like so just got to the finale um <laughs> what like <laughs> it's a reaction i've gotten a few times but it was just it was so funny to me to hear you like talk about it and and say that was the end of the writing that worked because i went back and i recently reread the transcript for that episode after Amr was talking about it and mm -hmm. um i was just like really delighted because they had basically commented you know on like what a cool sort of cliffhangery ending it was to it and like what a neat button it was and I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, you know, it's really kind of serendipitous. Like for a place to not expect to end the show, mm -hmm. it was a really cool ending. It, it was interesting because the whole point of that of that episode was right. So I um, did a real bad thing the episode before that. And I had to figure out how to mm -hmm. bring everyone back um, with like this with this central character who has done this villainous thing, uh -huh. I have to somehow bring all of them back to the same location so I can wrap the story, like, um, so that I can officially wrap the story in some meaningful way. And the only thing that it that sort of came to me was like, gonna have a lot of weird dreams, <laughs> a lot of uh -huh. weird dreams happening, and then definitely a, a visit with um, visit with some Greek deities, and uh, well. <laughs> here we are and it it when you've done something on a godlike scale that is that is dark and requires like parsing uh like it would require parsing out um 
it, at a certain point, you're, it's going to require probably the work of another deity to help you solve mm-hmm. the problem. Um, so as I was going through and writing it, I was like, yeah, no, this is this is what feels right to get us back on track for uh-huh. the rest of the story. But I didn't even know what the rest of the story was at that point. So I just needed to get people back. It was why it ended in that exact way and why it sort of felt just good. Even mm-hmm. that last letter felt like a good letter to like, end everything out of like an apology but also like things move on and we're just gonna have to move on with life with our lives anyway i just felt like a good good spot to end it on i'm glad that i have ended that um in the yeah. exact spot and i'm glad that it, it was yeah. able to end there um i feel bad yeah. i feel like i've turned your tarot reading into me interviewing you about your work oh god <laughs> not at all that was me sort of just connecting to the, uh-huh. the what you said about the tower card and the fact that like it um that um, sometimes the uh, something external ending something is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it means we don't have to make the decision to end the thing. It just ends because it ended. Um, mm-hmm. Because something outside of us said that it needed to end. And so basically my whole, that whole diversion there was basically to say, yeah, no, that is exactly how I felt when that happened for yeah. me. So yeah, that is a good, that's a good, I think, note with that is that that is, um, that can, that can happen. It often does happen. And what it does, it's not necessarily a bad thing that it does. Yeah, um, I think it's a, it's a card of incredible catharsis and um, in the truest yeah. sense of the word in that, you know, it is, a cleansing through maybe discomfort, <laughs> it, uncomfortable circumstances, but that lead to something on the other side that is a chance to, you know, rebuild something stronger, something better. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly it. Oh, yes. That makes me just happy. And I feel like now, so now, because this is in the present and we do at this point jump to, um, we jump on over to the uh, good old, uh, what's the word? Um, why am I struggling at English? Again, this always, it is always when I'm in the middle of a sentence that I lose all of it. Um, right. So when we jump over to the problem card, um, the problem card, sounds like the problem child, which is not what I, mm-hmm. <laughs> not what I mean by it at all, but also uh, can occasionally be that, I suppose. Um, but this feels a little less like that because we're again back with another person card, but this one has a has a has a duck on it Ooh, um, a duck you say <laughs> a duck. um it's the uh, daughter of cups interesting okay yes um so i'm taking the photo of the little of a little page here i did have to do something with this um with this guide that came with the that came mm-hmm. with the deck that is gonna be very upsetting for a lot of uh very upsetting for a lot of people who love books to hear. Oh no! Um, I did have to take every single individual page out of the book, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that I was able to like easily access different parts of it. Also, and this part I might cut, but might not for reasons. Um, I did also scan them all in so that I would have them easily accessible wherever I was. Because mm-hmm. I'm never going to lose the deck, but I might lose the guidebook. Right, for sure. Yeah, so scanning all of them in seemed like a good plan, and I have a... This is my a, page of cups. Yeah. Ooh, very nice. Ooh. I feel like this does tie in effectively. Um. Oh, God. Why did it just... Anyway, sorry. My phone just closed for oh, no, no reason. It's fine. It's like, I don't know. Phones be wild. Um. Yeah, so like, 
creative energy, creative energy. So we're back with this creativity again. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> back on this creativity. Um, there's also a mention in here of struggling to stay grounded. Um, and struggling to sort of deal with, um, struggling to deal with a type of conflict, um, that like, okay, there's the, the specific line that I kind of love when this card comes up is conflict of any kind is very disturbing to this gentle creature. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh God. Uh, first of all, I feel like that's actually a drag on me personally. Um, every time I read that line, I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah. Like an aversion disturbing to this creature. Yeah. This is funny. That's it makes funny. me That's interesting. You know, normally when I pull a card like this, I at least have some hunch of like what mm -hmm. or who it's referring to. Um, I'm not really sure. I think I need some more context for this one. I don't, yeah. I, I get the feeling like sort of intuitively that it's actually not about me. Um, hmm. Because if anything, I think that I am too, too grounded <laughs> in my problems sometimes. I think I am looking at things like, too much from a perspective of like this is what has to be done right now and this is what needs to be taken care of immediately you know what i mean like and that's actually yeah. very overwhelming but um i'm really like not that mm. i love conflict <laughs> i'm not saying i do <laughs> but i'm i'm pretty straightforward about like acknowledging it and looking at it and like saying to the people i'm in conflict with like let's talk about this what what's up um okay. So, um, Actually, something, this is making me think of something. Sorry, not to cut you off. No, this go is for making it. me think of something. So um, from conversations we've had, um, if I recall correctly, your sort of day job, um, it deals with <laughs> a lot of people, right? <laughs> Sorry, you said day job and I lost my mind a little bit. What about uh, my day job? <laughs> um, that, you, that, you, uh, work, that you work with a lot of creative people um, in that realm? Um, um I, yeah, I'm responsible for a lot of creative people. I wish I got to work more directly with them, but uh, uh, yeah, so my day job, I don't want to give too many identifying details just because I, I work in public service, um, but I, I work in local government and I have a position which uh, has to do with the local arts community, basically, mm -hmm. among other things. I, I work specifically in community development, um, but that aspect of it is, is pretty central. Okay, so I'm wondering if um, one of the, I don't know if that if that connects to anything. Um, is there? Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where, like, the thing that I would ask is: Is there um, a person in that realm that is causing issues um, for you at this particular moment? And one of those issues is that they are refers to conflict. <laughs> because, well, is this the passive the passive aggressive email person? Because oh my god, <laughs> oh god, I actually <laughs> that's funny to me, but also I can see it. Um, <laughs> oh dear, um, yeah, and we I don't. don't, have to I don't know. This there is a coworker that. Um, it definitely gives off of cups energy to me um uh, in a very in a very loving way though like in a very i am very fond of this coworker. i don't really know i'm i'm curious about this one i'm interested hmm. to see how it fits into the broader picture you know once we have Absolutely. more more info about it and trying to sort of look at it 
in the context of the past and the and the current situation card. Maybe it's not. Perhaps. Maybe I'm getting too hung up on it being a person. It. I mean. I don't know. It seems like it might. <laughs> it it would make sense for it to be a person. Like looking yeah. at the thing, it would make sense for it to be a person of some kind. It could even be that it's like, uh, ooh, excuse me, that it's a. Um... Actually, I truly don't know. This is one of those <laughs> ones where I'm like I don't know. It has I not revealed know. itself to me yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm thinking maybe. Mm-hmm. Because again, I, I do have a tendency to read these people cards as people, but that isn't always necessarily the case. I think I might be getting too hung up on the idea of like, who is this instead of like, what is this trying to tell me? Um, right. But I'm curious, what's the next card? Yeah. So the next card is the Father of Wands, um, which I don't know why that just... Uh, a lot that of people just, cards. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there, there are three of them and this is the third one. And I like this one because it has... Um, a, a snake on it um, nice so which, i mean i don't even really like snakes <laughs> which card is this is this the future card or this is in the uh solution oh so solution. this relates okay. back to the, yeah relates back to the problem that was just brought up whatever that problem actually is um because <laughs> like i don't know it's a little difficult to figure <laughs> out but interestingly it is still something related to creativity this entire thing today has yeah. been centered around creativity in a very interesting Which I love. way. I love that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, the Father of Wands is a man of mystique and charisma. Um, I don't know why I read it like that. <laughs> the it was really the only ever. option you had. It yeah. had to be done. Man of mystique and charisma um, is just a good. Oh, dear. Um, after having, like, put out my. Um, like made a little video for my demo, which meant that I had to listen to my demo like six times in mm-hmm. a row. Um, is it makes me think about voices, and uh, I I don't I don't know makes me feel things. Um, anyway, I like my King of Wands because he's got a sleepy little dragon baby at the bottom of his chair. Ooh, oh, <laughs> yes. I love baby dragons, which is this okay. deck has a lot of them. <laughs> Ah, so the thing, the dragon that I had in that one D and D campaign was a pseudo dragon. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually a dragon, but it was very tiny and could think dragon like thoughts and send them to people. <laughs> okay, um, that's, it was it dragon was, adjacent. Yes, it was my favorite, and it just sort of like it would make I would make it curl around people Aww. and just like comfort it. Like it, it became a necklace for several people several times and just sort of hung there. It's like, hi, everything's good. Um it's just a oh, little oh I, I oh yeah. Its name was Puppy because oh. I'm bad at naming things. <laughs> Cause I wanted a dog, but I also wanted a dog that could fly. So well <laughs> a pseudo dragon it is. I love that. I think that's the best solution. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's how I handle fantasy things. How I approach fantasy things. I want this particular kind of animal, but well, if that's not possible, I'll take this kind that has nothing to do with that first one, but has characteristic traits of that first one, like loyalty and the ability to fetch things, <laughs> um, and being an emotional support dragon. <laughs> God. Oh god, that shouldn't make me laugh as hard as it is, but I am literally crying. That's fun. Um so yeah, um the uh 
so others are drawn to this person naturally and welcomes them with a with open and loving heart um huh tend to be involved in the healing arts deeply compassionate um in tune with life and nature able to stay steady during conflict so looking at that last line um is able to hold steady and still during conflict as related to the last one mm-hmm. where any conflict is <laughs> any conflict <laughs> this delicate creature um like i i think um the solution then would be is a little bit clear to me of like if this type of energy um if a person with this type of energy is the problem a person with this type of energy is going to be the solution um mm-hmm. a person with the with that sort of innate ability to uh, charm people and be, well, just be charming and be good and uh, and also able to steady people and make them feel calm. Um, that that makes sense. That that sort of tracks to me as like two yeah, uh, cards that work well to work well with each other, even if we don't know who they're referring to. Um, <laughs> they tend to work well with each other. So, I guess. I, I guess this is also one of the reasons I like to do these uh, cards sort of in the order that I do is that at this point, um, it might be possible that these two people haven't like appeared yet. Like they might That's also true. Be, yeah. Yeah. It might be like gently on the horizon, like just right over that It'll little hill. Lookout. Right. Yeah. So if you notice that there is somebody who is um, deeply distressed by numerous conflicts. Um, <laughs> if I notice someone romantic, artistic and easily inspired by her surroundings. <laughs> like point them in the general direction of the person <laughs> who, who is very steady and stable. The, this, the funny thing about this is um, this part is in the reading from last week. Um there, one of the things that uh, the person who was on last week's episode was struggling with was um, actually relating, like having a person who um, in their life who is very similar to the way the father of wands is presenting itself mm-hmm. um, in that they are very supportive, but also um, in a lot of ways, very logical person um, and can have a hard time necessarily connecting and un- fully understanding some emotional issues but also is still there and is a a stable, steady rock that is there, um, which I think those two things being, um, I don't know, I, that that particular figure just generally is a lot of good energy and I like that energy personally. Um, <laughs> it's nice, yeah. It's the type of person I like to ensure that I have at least one of around. Like, um, <laughs> uh, I occasionally am that for people, but very rarely because I do get emotional easily um Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh dear i'm calling myself out but um (laughs) yeah the cars don't have to call me out anymore i'll do it on my own uh but like yeah i think um i think that energy is that energy is genuinely good to find and we also can identify that energy and that type of person usually easier um i can't really think of who necessarily that i (laughs) but we all know someone like that we both know that has that energy that like i i don't know in that like i mean i don't know do you know somebody with that energy <laughs> with the uh, stable, 
any energy that is also still creative? I don't know that I I have any king of wands in my life right now. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. It's hard because mm. I'm just like not seeing people right now. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's so true. that does make oh. it difficult. Um, no, hmm. that's an interesting one though. I, I think there's something else that's kind of cool here too, just in terms of like straight up card symbolism um, hmm. about you know the page against the king and, and the cups against the wands. Uh, some people have differing interpretations on this, but for me at least, cups is the water suit and wands is the fire suit. Um, yeah. and you know, the, so like this cups, wands duality and like this page King duality, or, uh, sorry, it's like daughter, father on yours. Um, which mm-hmm. is this idea of like the, the, the page or the daughter being the card that is sort of like the beginning of this journey, like the most unformed version of this potential, like someone who still has a lot of maturing to do in their journey versus someone who is like the most realized version of Mm-hmm. their their potential like somebody who has completely fully matured into being oh. the the thing or the person or the energy that they're going to be so that's kind of neat um that's kind of fascinating oh. like you know there's a duality there a dichotomy that's really interesting that might be okay so then another way to sort of frame it um could potentially be um, possessing the qualities in the first one that then slowly with time transitions to that first one, but maybe keeping the or to the second one and keeping the second one as the um, as the sort of uh, not goalpost. That's not the right word, but like the um, I guess goal is the right word. It's what I'm what I it's, it's, it's the <laughs> word up. I don't really have an alternative to that word right now, but like the thing that would come up as a goal um, of being that like the person who cannot handle conflict is very conflict averse and i don't know why the conflict part is the part that is specifically standing out to me with that mm-hmm. first one um maybe it's in the problem section which is innately a bit of conflict yeah well i, I think it, there's something fascinating there too you know just looking at the the page of cups and the king of wands you know against each other and sorry i'm using page mm-hmm. and king because that's what i'm looking at but um yeah, totally you know if if the page is like a student, somebody who still has like a ways to go uh, and mm. their biggest obstacle is, you know, being afraid of conflict, being kind of like, ah, I, I don't really want to, you know, get myself in any combative circumstances, you know, I'm water sign, go with the flow, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. very like emotional and easily unbalanced. Um, then to maybe have like the king on the other side of it, somebody who is the fullest realization of this, like who radiates this stability in this like sort of example Mm. of no you know what like cups are great but like this thing that you're afraid of this like this complete opposite sign this fire sign this like conflict Mm. and creativity and passion like all these things that sort of are intimidating or frightening to you can exist in a way that is stable and secure and positive yeah 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 (laughs) I think you got it. I think it's there. <laughs> I think you figured it out. There it is, right there. That makes sense to me. Um, and um, I don't know this. I need to say though that this next card looks to me a lot like just positive resolution. Show me, um, show me, yeah. show me. Um, and this is just looking at the imagery of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's another one of the cups, though. It's um, interesting. I'm like trying to angle this in such a way that like my phone isn't showing up in <laughs> like, you 
That's like, okay. The shadow of my phone isn't. Yeah. A lot of cups today. I want to get like the full. Yeah. I want to get the, like the full effect of it. You know, that's sort mm-hmm. of the, the general goal. Um, but it's the two of cups. Oh, I love the yeah, two of cups. Right? It looks so romantic. Just as, <laughs> as I was gonna say, the two of cups is my Andrew card. Oh, oh, that makes me. Oh. Oh, that makes me smile. What is sorry? What what position is this card in the reading? Future. Oh, right. Oh, oh that oh that makes me feel things and get mildly emotional, and I don't know why. Um, here we are. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that that um. Well, that was sort of leads me to a a thing that sort of came up earlier this year that um. Not to like bring up something like something <laughs> at all, but like I know that um I do know that earlier this year, um the well, early this year there y- y'all's wedding was planned. Um, <laughs> it was but, supposed oh, to happen, yeah. Yeah. Um so I could sort of oh see, oh, okay. See it's a nice card. It's a nice so card. Uh I like this card. I like this card a lot, and it makes me smile a lot. Um, but I think that's I think this one, well, generally, it just seems like a like a good sign mm-hmm. and like um, like sort of looking forward to the future. This is still a thing that's there. It's going to remain there. It's there. It's good. It's steady. Well, back to steadiness there. But like it's yeah, that sense of connection is there and it's going to be there in the future, which is just a, a good a good thing and a good sign. And uh, is touching and is making my single ass emotional. So here we are. <laughs> oh uh, man. Oh, good partnerships are good, and that makes me good partnerships are good. Statement of the year. It's nice um, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is lovely. Well, that's also just a nice. I this deck is getting very good at doing a thing at the sort of like the end of the reading mm-hmm. where it's like. Don't worry, y'all. It'll be fine. Don't you can worry have one about nice it. thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's getting very good about that, which is I I like that. Um, I like that it's sort of giving that, uh, giving that energy. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that part of the reading. Now this one, this one, you won't have a you won't have a version of this one. Yeah, they will turn it for a, me. This one has a different bit of a. One of the things that I've noticed with the with uh, this deck and these readings is the colors that are present in each one. Mm-hmm. There is in this reading a lot of yellow and red. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, like just a lot of yellow and red throughout all of the cards that are in that were in this reading, except for this one, where the only color in it is blue. Fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but <laughs> it is also a camel. So there's that. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> this camel is also so fucking cute. Um, Show me the camel. This is such a cute camel. Camels just generally are pretty cute, but like this one specifically is adorable. Um, looks happy and and content, which. I don't know, there are certain animals that just always, to me, look like they're contented and very happy. They probably are mm-hmm. just as chaotic as we are, but, like, I mean, they look, look, oh, you know what? 
Okay, actually, sorry, before we continue further, the animal that was on the Father of Wands card is the cobra. Okay, yeah. So I opened this to the cobra, mm. um, which has pausing, waiting, the inner teacher as its header. Interesting. So when, yeah, you mentioned teacher earlier. Mm-hmm. So part of me, like, it just, just wanted to bring that up as like, the 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 teacher energy is yeah, there. That's cool. Also in the symbolism within the card, which is super cool. Can we? Well, okay. So now I'm curious. Can we? Before we look at the camel, maybe um, is mm-hmm. there an associated card for the duck from the Daughter of Cups card? Abs. I'm sure there is. Give me one second. I'm gonna take a photo of um, yeah. this page so that I have. I'll take a photo of this page for the camel because I am gonna have to like turn away from it. To yeah. Find sorry about that. One. No, that's fine. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I sent you that one uh, before I got to the other one. Um, so duck would probably be within the one that has to do with water, which is certainly not the same one as the camel. Um, <laughs> uh, no, because the camel one is in the fire section. Uh, I don't know why that sounded crazy. <laughs> the camel is in the fire section for some reason. <laughs> well, get him out of there. <laughs> Thank you for continuing that energy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure there is one for either a duck or a swan mm-hmm. or something in that general family, which last episode I did have to look up um, the difference between a duck and a swan. <laughs> and a goose. <laughs> I don't think I could tell you offhand. Well, um, a, a swan is bigger than a goose. Um I was also thinking of Canada geese at the time. Mm, yep. oh, a correction. I wasn't thinking of Canada geese. I was actually thinking of the snow geese. But uh, the snow geese is um, is uh, looks like a uh, Canada goose, but mm-hmm. all white, as one would imagine, with snow in the title. Anyway, um, so I did find uh, find swan, which if we're looking at this as uh, this could also hmm. Actually, an important thing with the way the um the people cards within the uh cups work is they are all birds, but mm-hmm. like water birds, waterfowl, that's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. Um so this might not be a duck. This might be a baby swan. Okay. Also possible. Which yeah, I would I more or less wanted to point that out because I do know that the mother card is a swan. Oh, then the daughter is probably also a swan. That yeah. makes sense to me. Um yeah, exactly. So um and that is effortlessly creative or sorry, effortless creativity, sensitive, mystic, elegant power. Hmm. Okay. That was a strong ass card. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I was like reading that one like, oh. That's some energy. I like it. Okay. Like it's I'm pretty nice. Sounds pretty. Um I'm not seeing anything for duck though. But it's also kind of the my one complaint with this book is that it is a little bit difficult to navigate um all of the sort of sections here. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and there's no like table of contents where I could easily just go and figure out what page it's on. Um which is actually the reason I decided to digitize this book for myself. Um, Probably a good move. 
Yeah, but then I also didn't spend the time to label it because I started a project and didn't finish it. Anyway, um, that's <laughs> calling myself out. Well, let me introduce you to my friend, the King of Wands. I think he might have something to say to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, bad. But yeah, I think it, um, I think it, uh, I think, yeah, the swan makes sense. And I don't see a duck in either of the two others. Yeah, I'm sure so. it's a swan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though I feel weird that the duck doesn't have a symbol for it. ducks can teach you things i don't know it's fine we have much Um, to learn from the noble duck (laughs) but yeah so the camel um is uh some good old good old resourceful independent knows oneself that's good energy damn i love it i read the first line it's like the camel can handle absolutely anything and i'm like hell yeah i can (laughs) fuck yeah okay so (laughs) That sums it right up. That's the energy to carry forward. Girl, you got it. this. Yes, <laughs> like that's that energy, and I love it. Oh, that that's a, see, this is what I'm saying. This deck likes to these two <laughs> decks combined like to end on the don't worry, it'll be fine, and girl, you got this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like and I it's just I love it. I love it. I love the way that these things tend to wrap up. They make me very happy. But yeah, so that's uh that's that. Um, overall, how are you feeling about it? Um, overall, pretty good. I mean, I think I need to linger on some of it for a while, you know, let some of it reveal itself to me. I think there are things about it that I'm still kind of like, I'm, I don't really know what that's about, but I like the overall mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. Okay, good. Like, it's especially towards the tail end of that, it started to get pretty great. For sure. So I feel like I definitely get the past card and the present card. Like, those make a lot of sense to me. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I obviously like the eventual resolution. That's very nice. I'm not going to complain about the two of cups ever, but I am still lingering on this page of cups, king of wands thing, but I like a good brain teaser. Yeah. Like if you, if you figure that part out, feel free to let me know. I have no (laughs) idea what it is. Uh, I have no idea what that part is. Um, I mean, Hey, perchance if listeners have any suggestions, um, if listeners have any suggestions for a way to potentially read those, um, feel free to let us know um, yeah. uh, which you can do after we tell you where you can find us. Um, perfect nice segue. transition. Perfect Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Alex, where can the people find you and the lovely work that you do? You can find me on twitter.com at coffee detective, but it's spelled C O F F 3 3 detective. Um, and I'm on Twitter like all the time. So that's the easiest place. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeedy. Um, and all of the. Uh, again in the show notes all the things will be mentioned um yeah or if you like forget the cool stuff i do just tweet at me and say hey what cool stuff do you do and i'll tell you oh yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) that works too yep yeah self-promotion is a good thing and we should always (laughs) do it um um you can find uh this show at jv underscore reads on twitter um which was a lovely thing to just find um very was an available handle yeah like it was gonna be reads the tea, but it, I was like, it doesn't need that doesn't need to be there. Y'all know what I'm reading. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Could be anything they, unless you've left the door open for some sequels. Maybe <laughs> y'all know what's that. <laughs> if I ever move away from tarot for God knows what reason, um, <laughs> TV reads the newspaper. 
JV. Oh my god. The shopping list. There's my uh there's my prank episode. <laughs> there's my prank More episode. More audiobook for a reasonable fee. <laughs> oh man. Oh wild. Um if you want to find me specifically on Twitter, I am at red as in the color, uh black, but but fancy black. Um <laughs> because I am a fancy black. Ah, anyway, that's a bad joke, but I I sort of love it. Um I think that people try to explain their own Twitter handles on like in person is the funniest thing to me. It truly is, because it doesn't like it. Uh, it didn't make sense to me even as I was typing it out when I was making the account. Like, it didn't make sense to me, but, it, well, it stuck. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's R-E-D-B-L-A-Q-U-E and Golden, spelled exactly the way you think Golden is spelled. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, there's links to everything in the show notes, and, um, and that includes the link to our website and um uh, yeah that's oh and also where you could get this deck if you wanted to um also other projects that are happening and whatnot all the things there are things in the show notes <laughs> that you should definitely check out um and uh yeah so <laughs> oh this is also the fun moment where uh you get to hear the fact that um <laughs> I might have taken the the sign off um from from one of your lovely uh shows. Now um <laughs> go on. Yes. So, um I literally end every podcast I do with Stay Safe out there. Aww. That is literally I've done that for literally every show that I've done thus far That's with the exception of an accident. <laughs> Oh, see, <laughs> but I also switch it up a little bit, and also absolutely stole some from Garrison Keeler. Now, um, <laughs> well, Garrison Keeler had it coming. Steal whatever you want, yeah, bastard. Oh my god, that was such a. <laughs> I need to also say because I grew up on like public radio, like that was one of those bits of the Me Too movement that was a shock and a struggle. Okay. Not many of the other ones for me were, but Pretty, that one was. Cardinal Companion rules. It's better with Chris Thiele. That's my hot take. I, I will take your word for it because I still can't like I, I don't know. I I'm never in the car listening to the radio, so I don't really have like That's the fair. ability to hear it. I'm actually yeah. just a Chris Thiele stand. <laughs> I only really listen to Program Companion because Chris Thiele's on it. That sounds lovely. Is it it's still on, right? Uh, as far as I know, I, I haven't listened to it in a hot minute. It used to be on NPR whenever I would be working in the uh, wine and beer store where I used to work. It would be on the radio and mm-hmm. I would listen to it like on Saturday evenings. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Last time I checked, it was great. Mm, excellent. Well, that is lovely. Hopefully it's still happening and is still fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. But the uh, the bit that I sort of crib for that is be well. Um do as much good work as you possibly can also acknowledging the fact that we are in a pandemic and also <laughs> uh, don't put yourself in harm's way unnecessarily um and uh turn up to some uh and we are going to insert some uh, a type of music here and by we are going to insert i mean i am going to ask you to uh to tell the people what they can turn up to um Ooh, any kind music of music it's totally up to, to me yeah ska turn up to some ska oh my god okay 
That's an energy. That's an energy. That is an energy indeed. And uh, as well as all of those other things, stay safe out there, you beautiful people.